Kings, the final word. And good evening. Thanks for staying up with us. I'm Jenna Harner and welcome to the final word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. Please welcome afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. So, Jenna, either Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown is going to get a Super Bowl ring. You know, they give the ball boy a ring, too. <laughs> From our partner at DKPittsburghSports.com, Dale Lolly. To Mark's point, if you thought the last year in Pittsburgh was tough with all the COVID restrictions and everything, watching one of those two guys hoist the trophy will be bad for Pittsburgh. And from the Trib and Steelers radio host, Tim Benz. Duck Hodges is going to Los Angeles. I thought the Beverly Hillbillies went off the air 40 years ago. <laughs> well, some of the topics we will be talking about tonight. How interested will you be in this Pirates season? We'll talk about the Penguins shuffling the lines up, the Steelers retirements and coaching changes. What does it mean for Ben and the Super Bowl matchup, the Bucks versus the Chiefs? But first, the night's big topic, Jamison Tyone and Joe Musgrove dealt for prospects weeks after Josh Bell was sent away. The Pirates are burning it down. Mark, is this the only strategy that could truly work for the Pirates to achieve long-term success here? Uh, it is absolutely. The only chance they have is to raise the team as it is and then build it back up by trading Tyon, by trading Musgrove, by trading Josh Bell, by getting prospects. And by all accounts, they've gotten pretty good return in prospects for the players they've dealt. But now, do they have the baseball acumen and developmental skills to make these guys into legitimate major leaguers? And if they do, will they pay them to retain them long enough to make true impact as a team? And if they get to that point, will they augment these players with the occasional free agent, with trading for a bigger money guy to get the team over the top? That's a lot to expect from an organization that dismantled a 98-win team in 2015 because they weren't making enough money compared to what they wanted. Dale, your thoughts here? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely the right thing to do. I mean, people are reacting to this like the, like the Pirates just traded Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris in 1962. That's not, what, that's not what's happening here. Um, you know, they're getting rid of guys who, quite frankly, weren't going to be in their long-term future, and they got something for them. As Mark said, a pretty good return. I'm, I'm actually surprised that they got what they did for Tyon, who didn't pitch last year. Uh, to get better, they have to take that big step back. They can't just keep saying, well, we're going to contend this year. We're going to contend this year, when everybody really knew that they weren't. Tim, is this the way that the Pirates can really truly achieve some sort of long-term success here? It is, but the long-term success that you're driving at, Jenna, at the end has to be paid off for us to call this a success five years later. You know, they're giving away these guys now, just like they gave away Garrett Cole, and Musgrove was one of those guys they got for Cole, and they're spinning him off already. This is rinse, wash, repeat. I get it. There's no reason to hold on with these guys, to these guys anymore. They're a bunch of nice guys. I love covering all three of them. Nice guys finished last, and they did. And they're also proving another sports axiom true. We can finish last without you, just like we finished last with you. So I'm not all that opposed to the guys they got rid of, but I'm not going to also celebrate these prospects that are coming in because I know when they are ready to peak and hit the big leagues, that's when they'll be spinning off Mitch Keller, Cabrian Hayes, and Brian Reynolds. 
It seems like it's the same cycle over and over and over again. Well, a reminder to keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. And right now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your interest level in watching the Pirates this season, which looks to be a bit of a rough one. Well, at least one person is interested. 102 Kings says, interested to see individual prospects. This one right here, a little bit intriguing. Bad news bears was interesting and Ron on Facebook says his interest level is like a little league game. Mark your five words. I won't watch one game. It's their rebuilding process. It's not mine. Let me know when they're respectable. I'll tune in then. Dale, your five words. I'll be watching, I don't know, Cobra Kai or something like that because quite frankly what they're going to put on the field this year is not what they're going to put on the field two or three years from now, so why watch it now? Cobra Kai is big league. Don't <laughs> compare Cobra Kai to the Pirates, Dale. There are lots of binge-watchable shows right now, that's for sure. Tim, your five words. Won the World Series already. I guess Dale and I must follow different people on Twitter, and Dale must not follow his own boss, because I'm seeing all this hoopla over how great of a job was done by Ben Sherrington, and this is the right way to go, and we just sort of talked about that, but... You know, I'm not one who measures off-season success based on prospects that will pay off potentially five years down the road. I'm not seeing what Dale's seeing in terms of people panicking that they gave away Mickey Mantle and, and gave away Whitey Ford. I'm seeing people who are already calling uh, these deals a success based on 19- and 20-year-olds, many of whom haven't been above A-ball yet. There's definitely a lot of talk about these prospects, but again, it's going to be interesting to see when will they make an impact, will they make an impact, if they can make an impact. Well, spring training games are supposed to begin in a little more than a month. Crazy to believe. We are turning to hockey and football next segment, including your interest level in the Super Bowl. Joe on Facebook says the GOAT versus the next possible GOAT. The panel debates it next on The Final Word. Stick with us. Welcome back to The Final Word. I'm Jenna Harner with Mark Madden, Dale Lally, and Tim Benz. To hockey we go. The Penguins with several lineup changes tonight. How would you shake things up for the Penguins? Yes, they're winning, but they're coming from behind to do it, at least for this last stretch here. Tim, we start with you. Well, I would like to see them have Kapanen, when he's up to speed, be Sidney Crosby's right winger and try to give that some extended life. Um, I know that Ryan Russ was thrown up to the top line today and it got some success, but I still think the most, the, the highest ceiling is with Rust working out with Malkin, in my opinion, and Zucker staying there, Gensel, Crosby, and Kapanen uh, being the threesome that was hoped to be when they acquired him in the first place. That would be my hope, and then you could do what you want with the bottom six, but uh, one thing I do want to point out, if there ever is an injury on one of the wings, uh, I would like to see Tanev be the guy that jumps up into the top six if they have to make a move of that accord. Yeah, his play has been impressive to say for sure. From Twitter, in Sully we trust. I don't think changing up the lines is the issue. Dale, what do you see as the Penguins issue here? You know, it's early in the season. You know, would they have a two-week camp or whatever it was? It's going to take some time for everything to mesh out here. 
Um, you know, it's not like they're going to add a, a line of uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash or something like that. Um, it, it is what it is. They'll figure it out. And as, as the, uh, the poster said, you got to trust Mike Sullivan to, to do that. That's why he's the coach. Mark, your thoughts? We shouldn't want the lines to stabilize because they're just not going to. We shouldn't expect that. Mike Sullivan switches the lines up a lot. Every coach in the league switches the lines up a lot. That's just the way hockey is now. Uh, something Tim said uh, is worth building on. Kasperi Kapit is not getting third and fourth line duty because that's what they see him as. It's because he had no training camp. He's barely been on the ice here in Pittsburgh, and they want him to get into game shape to build up his cardio to the point where he can play more minutes and with better people. But what I would do once he reaches that point is I would put Rust with Gensel and Crosby because Rust has proven to be a good combination with Sid. I would put Kapanen with Malkin because Malkin is dragging out there. He looks disinterested. He's getting almost nothing done. And besides Brandon Tanev, the player on the Penguins that has the most energy that could inject some life into Geno strikes me as Kasperi Kapanen. So I'd go Kapanen, Malkin, and Zucker on the left wing. And if Zucker doesn't start playing better, I'd put Tanev in that spot. Kapanen's speed has been something that's impressive for sure. And we heard Mike Sullivan say today that, you know, it's been a while since he's played five-on-five five hockey. So once he gets up to speed, it'll be interesting to see what combinations where he ends up going. Well, to football, reports that Marquise Pouncey is likely retiring. Vance McDonald retires. Finkner is out. Are all of these changes making you think Ben is more or less likely to retire this offseason? Dale, we'll start with you. I don't know that that's going to really affect Ben per se. Uh, he said all along that he expects to play out his contract. I'll take him at his word on that. Uh, yes, he's losing a lot of his uh, close friends on this team, uh, but that's to be expected. He's seen guys come and go uh, over the past uh, two decades as it's, as it's been. Um, I, I think he really wants, he's a competitive guy, really wants to play one more year, well, it'll be two more years now, than, than Manning and one more year than Phillip Rivers just to kind of say, you know what, I outlasted both of those guys. Richard on Facebook says, I think Ben will play one more year to make a Super Bowl run. Tim, what do you think? I think Ben will play one more year to make $19 million uh, in cash. That's what I think is driving him more than the Super Bowl run, or at least it should because he's more likely to earn that money than he is go to the Super Bowl. Um, we can dress this up all we want, but he's got plenty of incentive to come back and for as much money as Ben has, this isn't an extra million bucks, it's an extra 19. So that's a lot, and I think he'll come back and try to earn it and play one more season and then retire after that. Mark, is Ben more or less likely to retire here? Listen, I like working with all y'all, but if you quit, I'd come in next Sunday to get my paycheck, especially if it was $19 million, like Ben is scheduled to make. But if Ben is coming back, it better me for the money because I don't think much else can be accomplished with the Steelers, the state they're in. Now we have the Super Bowl 55 matchup. Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, basically a Steelers fan's nightmare. What intrigues you most about the matchup between the Chiefs and the Bucks? Mark, we'll start with you. Well, that's 101. It's hype uh, 101. It's Brady versus Mahomes, the GOAT against potentially the future GOAT. Some people think Mahomes is the GOAT already. Those people are wrong. But, you know, it's a classic old versus young matchup. But Brady is doing something, and I'm no Tom Brady fan. He's a cheater and a phony. But he's doing something very special. He left a dynasty, 
and that dynasty went 7-9 this year and missed the playoffs, and his team is in the Super Bowl. If he can win a seventh Super Bowl, and right away with a new team at age 43, he's not just the best quarterback ever. He's the best football player ever, and he's up there in the American sports lexicon with Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, and Muhammad Ali. Some people might think he is now. He's not. But one more win this year gets him there. It's as much as you hate him, it's really hard to not be impressed with what he's done, especially at 43, especially this season. The legend Howie Bell says seeing all the hype between Brady and Mahomes and yeah, boy, there will be hype and there will be a lot of it, Hondale. Huh, yeah, and to me, it's it's the I hate the word the term goat. Can we just call him the boat? The best of all time. I think that works better than calling him a goat. But I really do think that Mahomes is the better physical talent. But so is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, Tom Brady just has a way of winning. And to Mark's point, um, you know, you see what happens when you take Brady away from or away from Bill Belichick. They weren't the same football team. You know, he's, he has raised the level of everybody else's play. Uh, Tampa Bay had a good team coming back. He's made them a great team. The goat, the boat, goat in a boat. Hey, you know, we could, we could go with these for a lot. Tim, your thoughts here. What intrigues you about this one? Clearly, Mahomes versus Brady as a storyline is the most intriguing thing. You want to get XC and OZ about it. Uh, I'm going to go with the pass rush of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against a banged-up Kansas City offensive line. What Tampa did rushing Aaron Rodgers to me was eye-opening. Uh, that was alarming if I'm Bruce Arians looking across the line of scrimmage at that outfit and especially with the way Devin White has played of late. I know the safeties are banged up for Tampa, but with Mahomes and the injured toe and a couple of issues, especially with Fisher going down with the Achilles late in that game against Buffalo today, uh, I am still picking the Chiefs, but that matchup of their pass blocking versus the pass rush of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has me a little shaky all of a sudden. Line, by the way, three and a half. 57 and a half is the over under. The first thing that came to my mind was 31 28. And uh, so pretty much right on the numbers. And that's what I'm going with 31 28 in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, seems like a solid prediction. It's going to be an exciting one and a close one at that. Well, when we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. Final word. Everybody gets a chance. Tim, you're up first. A lot of people are speculating after the Packers lost that Aaron Rodgers was speaking like a quarterback who had just played his last game in Green Bay. I still think he goes back to Green Bay, but pro football talk tabbed Pittsburgh as one possible <laughs> destination for Aaron Rodgers. I love this. We've only been on the periphery of like Darnold and Watson and Wentz and Stafford. You know, we've kind of been out there in the orbit. We're diving in with both feet on Aaron Rodgers, cannonballing off the top of the balcony instead of wading into the shallow end. I love it. Let's get the Aaron Rodgers hype rolling. Bring on the chaos, right? Mark, your final word. I got a shout out to the Penguins' bottom six, their third and fourth lines, because I didn't think those guys would score 10 goals by the beginning of March. And they've already got 10 goals. And uh, they've really carried the team offensively. They've scored not only 10 goals, but big goals. And full credit to Brandon Tanev. If he had skill, he'd be Pavel Bore. Full credit to Teddy Bluger, who's turned it into one heck of a hockey player. And full credit to Jared McCann, 
who didn't score for, what, 25, 26 games? But he can score, and now he is, and I hope he keeps it up. Dale, your final word. I always take a lot of flack when I tell people that it's, the, uh, X, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. But if there's one thing Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick proves, that the great players overtake the, the, the great coaching. Bill Belichick's a very good football coach. I said this year, if he, if he got that Patriots team to eight wins, he should be coach of the year because they're devoid of talent. He got them to seven. Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. It's the Jimmy's and Joe's, not the X's and O's. And now our final word from social media, from Twitter, NFL coaches are pretty awful at game management. Thank you for that comment. And my final word, we made it to the Super Bowl in a season filled with so much adversity, so many question marks. The NFL is one game away from crowning a champion, something that really honestly seemed so far away 20 weeks ago. Hard to believe it was that long ago. The outbreaks on the Titans, the Ravens, the Browns, the Broncos, the Raiders, so many cases, so many schedule changes, the COVID reserve list. And through all of it, the players, the coaches, everyone found a way. Through all that adversity, the NFL will look to crown a champion. What they set out to do this season, two weeks from today, in a year, in a season that started among a global pandemic. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, staying up late with us on The Final Word. Be back next week. Have a good one.